Heads up, listeners. This next program contains a bit of mature language. Listener discretion is advised. On January 25th of 2023, CJSW attended the Big Winter Classics AI Art Show and panel. We were invited by the organizers of the event to record the panel's audio to create this standalone podcast, featuring artists focusing on AI art and its implications. This is CGSW Presents, recordings from Big Winter Classics AI Art Panel. After the recording, I invited the organizers of the panel, Paul Bizet and Scott King, to chat about the event and how it went in order to add some more context to the panelists and their discussions. You'll be hearing parts of that discussion with Paul and Scott throughout the episode, including right now to help introduce what the panel was all about. Good, I'm Paul Bizet. I'm a partner and uh, strategist with Say Jack and Farkey, local creative studio in town. And I'm Scott King. I'm a strategist uh, freelancer. The uh, Big Winter Classic is a yearly festival that happens in Calgary uh, in the winter, specifically designed to bring local arts, culture, and uh, bands from around the world into Calgary, you know, in the winter time. Celebrate the cold months. <laughs> we have enough of them, right? So, uh, and it's also now been uh, woven in really well into the uh, Chinook Blast. So, Chinook Blast being Calgary's uh, winter festival uh, that uh, merges a lot of different arts and culture communities together. So, the art panel and big uh, came out this year while we were starting to plan the festival's creative and uh, we always love to work with local artists to build out the design system and the, the kind of creative visual aspect of the festival. Even though it's a music festival, uh, all the creative arts start to merge. So uh, this year we decided to play with, with AI tools, uh, an emerging technology that at the time of kind of conceiving this concept, uh, the AI art tools were still um, relatively new, uh, kind of still thought to be a little bit, well, I think they are in a way still provocative, uh, but really when we started kind of coming up with the idea, it was like, everyone's scared of AI. <laughs> like, oh no, it's gonna come yeah. and steal our jobs or what's it gonna do? And I think our natural inclination was to kind of meet it head on and go, well, let's find out. Let's put it in the hands of artists and let them play around with it and get their perspective on what these tools could have uh, or how they could impact their creative process in, in the future or even in the short term, right? So, um, and wow, what a what a ride. Yeah. <laughs> it was pretty cool. Yeah, it turned out awesome. Scott, you actually moderated the panel yourself. I um, did, yeah. What was that experience like? And was there anything that you didn't expect to happen during that panel? Yeah, what, Paul and I went to a lot of trouble to, you know, figure out how to keep that panel going. So like, you know, what are we going to talk about and how are we going to make sure that, you know, the audience can kind of follow along with what the artist's experience was and, and that sort of thing. But it turned out that we didn't really need to do any of that prep. Um, the, you know, the, the folks like that were on that panel, so Mandy, Mark, Regan and Daryl um, had, a, had a lot to say about it. Okay, thanks for coming, everybody. My name's Scott King. I'm going to be hosting tonight. Uh, if you don't know why you're here right now, it's because we have uh, four panelists that are going to talk about uh, AI and art. Um, how they're going to talk about AI and art is kind of interesting. What we've done is we've given them a brief to do show posters for Big Winter Classic, who is our uh, event sponsor, which they've generated with tools such as Dali Tool or Mid Journey. Um, did anybody use tools other than those two? 
Off the hump? Oh, you yeah, use ChatGPT. Okay. So we're going to talk about ChatGPT because I think it's impossible not to talk about it. But I want everybody in the audience to know that when we briefed these folks, it was in November. And so ChatGPT was still sort of like academic at that point. It hadn't become every post on LinkedIn that you've seen for the last few months. And so uh, because of that, the, the, the way the, uh, the art came out in the end was really fascinating. And, and there was so much talk about artificial intelligence that we had to rethink the questions we were going to ask tonight. Because I think, how many of you have at this point used a generative AI tool? Anybody? OK. How many have used ChatGPT in particular? Most of you. Who's used a visual tool like Midjourney or Dali? In the back there? Yeah. OK. So I think this audience is pretty familiar with the, the technology. OK. All right. OK. So before we get into all of that, though, first I want to thank uh, our, the, uh, the host, which is Big Winter Classic. So thank you very much. Uh, the venue here is The Blocks. Big round of applause for The Blocks. for. Right. Uh, CJSW is here tonight. They are also a sponsor, so thank you. Uh, Sajak and Farkey kindly organized this event for us. Dandy is your venue sponsor and is all the delicious stuff in your face parts right now. Thanks, Dandy. And then, of course, our panelists, who I'm going to introduce now. Uh, to my left is Daryl Sinclair, Mark Lovely, Regan Fraser and Mandy Stobo. So what we've done in putting this panel together tonight is we have visual artists from a variety of different roles. So we have commercial artists working in an ad agency with Mark and Regan. We have an illustrator in Daryl who works at Sajak and Farkey. And then we have a fine artist, uh, Mandy Stobo, down here on the end, who's no stranger to using technology to make her work forward. And so we have some really interesting folks that have a variety of different reasons to be looking at this tech today. We're going to pepper them with questions. But uh, to start off, their work is on the walls around you. So if you look around behind you there, out in the audience and behind us, we've kind of organized the panelists by what they've created on the walls behind us. So Daryl, can you point at your piece? Right. And Mark and Regan, and Mandy, and then we had other artists that have produced the other work that you've seen here. I think some might be in the audience tonight too, so spend some time chatting with them. Okay, so let's, let's just get right into the questions. I'm, I'm going to start off um, just by talking a little bit about what the experience of using the tools was like. And, and so, Daryl, I'm going to start with you. So first of all, what is the process of using a generative tool? And then and how did you learn about it? Hello? Okay. Hi. Um, sorry, what was the question again? I got <laughs> so uh, how, how did you, so you've used a generative AI tool to create this art. Yeah. So what was your process for using it? Um, yeah, so uh, my process, I really wanted to explore like what a lot of the different uh, generative tools would create for me. So I, I looked at probably like eight different ones and I just put in the band names that I was given uh, to see what it would generate for me. Uh, and then for my piece in particular, I picked my top favorites and then I just kind of combined them all together, did like a photo bash kind of thing, and then I ended up illustrating it uh, right, myself. Okay. And so you're an illustrator by trade? Uh, yeah. Yeah, okay. And which band names did you get? Um, this is going to be a surprising piece of information throughout the show yeah, tonight. I'm trying to remember all of them. I know that Chilio was one of them, um, and so was uh, Black Cherry Perry's Mississippi Medicine Show. Mm -hmm. uh, I think... So I, 
you didn't have any of the ones that were forbidden then. Because, Mandy, no. you ended up with all the forbidden ones. Is that right? Okay. So for those of you that don't know, the, the AI tools like DALI and Midjourney, ChatGPT, have some safeguards built into them. So you can't do things like, you know, make anything too derogatory. There are some workarounds for it, for sure. Like, you can just spend a lot of time with it and eventually becomes just as evil a person as you are. But the, um, the, the default sort of behavior of them uh, is, isn't that way. You, once you've spent time with them, they behave a little bit differently. Yeah, I was trying to look to see if I could find the right. bands I had, but I couldn't so find it. If we can get the mic down to Mandy. Mandy, you had, so what were your band names? Uh, so Paul, Paul, who's out here. Hey, Paul, we love, oh, there you are. Okay, so Paul sent me a lovely email and was like, hey, hey, girl. Here's your list of, here's your sweet list of band names. I hope you have some fun. And they were, holy fuck. Um... Sergeant Paper, yeah. which was amazing. Yes. Ace, Ace Savage was, for some reason, I got like locked out of every single AI for using the word savage, which right. is really, really surprised me. Yeah. I got fucked up, which also you can't. So I was like, oh, let's use like muck <laughs> and like <laughs> duck over the clouds and yeah. let's try and fool it. And every time it was like, Fuck you. Yeah. <laughs> You're not allowed You're here. Not allowed and I was like, damn it, yeah. Paul. <laughs> Thanks so much for this one. And then he was like, have fun. It'll be lovely. For <laughs> sure, it's going to be great. And every single one I tried, they were like, no. I th you're you're under investigation. We got you with like <laughs> your taxes are like we're looking at your tax. We're looking at everything <laughs> because you said fuck and yeah. savage. And yeah. I was like, In, oh my right. god. And yeah. so how how long did you get banned for? Uh, I got banned for forty eight hours and then seventy two hours and then and then with Dolly I was like they were like I think the due date well the due date was in December but then the other due date was in like January whatever eighth. Or something, and they were like, "You're banned until January 21st." And I was like, "No, <laughs> I need to make something." <laughs> so, so thanks, Paul. Yeah. <laughs> I love you. You're currently listening to CGSW presents recordings from Big Winter Classics AI Art Panel. You can listen back to podcasts like this and other CGSW originals on CGSW.com's podcast tab or on the CGSW app. As a quick reminder, this program contains a bit of mature language, so listener discretion is advised. And I think what we didn't really expect was that the tools would be, even though they're so brand new, uh, that usable for the for the artists. And and so they were able to like create these like really important pieces to the overall show. Like the yeah. you know, Big Winter Classic is a music festival at its core, and show posters are you know, like a core piece of marketing material that you put out. Messing around with them is like, that's a big decision to make. And and the the fact that the AI tools were already well-developed enough for the artists to, to do it in November when we first started talking about it was something. And then at the end of November, ChatGPT broke and all hell broke loose on the internet and you couldn't, you know, swing a cat without hearing about well, generative tools. I think Lenza tools, came right? out too, right? Yeah, like the, yeah, Lenza too. Where you could make yeah. your own AI art, <laughs> right. like, a, like a paid app where yeah. a lot of people would, would uh, start to do selfies with, with this Lenza tool, right? Mm -hmm. So that's probably most of the connection, the main connection people have, the general public might have with AI. I think so, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, 
But a lot of the kind of conversation about the art that was used and, and the panelists that they talked about was the marketing side. And yeah. Being able to use it as a marketing tool. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Well, there's there's a lot of uh, themes around the tools that, uh, um, you know, are very spicy. Uh, yeah. Ethically using a tool that's uh, essentially being trained by by humans and by history. So yeah. referencing visual references or, or language references. Um, and what comes with that? The biases, the, you know, if, if, if I were to tell an AI art tool to, you know, draw me a picture in the style of Picasso, is it a Picasso? It, it will come out looking a lot like a Picasso. <laughs> yeah. And it's referencing all of Picasso's work as its, uh, you know, as its way of delivering you the thing that you've asked it for. Now, are you touching on, are you copywriting Picasso's material or are you creating your own style because it's computer generated? It's very interesting stuff for sure. Like, you, a lot of topics in there. You're absolutely right that the, the panel wanted to, like, you know, it, because of the composition of the panel, marketing was a, a topic, right? Like two of the folks are agency folks. Um, Mandy Stobo used to work in the agency world, so she's familiar with it. But I, I think the other reason for that is the, the integration between marketing and technology in 2023 is tight. Like, you know, marketing tech is really sophisticated. And so when when there's new tech, marketers look at it as an opportunity to to get buzz for their clients, right? Like being being first to try something for a lot of brands is a good thing to do. So going to commercial artists, you know, like Mark and Regan, like Mandy and Daryl, um, is they're the right audience to have test these tools because they're in like a, a high pressure environment where the tools are really important to the output. And so giving them a brief, which isn't like a normal thing that we do in the world of advertising and marketing that Paul and I come from, and having them you know, produce something based on that brief, that, that process is normal. The tools in which you use to accomplish it change over time. They're different now than they were even when I started working 20 years ago. And so they're the best people to, to have take this technology and try it out for the first time because they they know what it means to to produce something with it and what was really surprising was we thought there'd be a lot of conversation about the use of those tools how prompting worked and how they you know managed their prompts over time to get output that they were looking for but the tools were already so well put together that the panel and and I'm sure you have clips of it like the the panel really wanted to talk about what it meant to them and industry what it meant to them as people that have talent to see that talent represented by a machine for the first time and a spectrum sort of appeared and that spectrum was on one side you have people that view it as tools and on the other side you have people that view it as terror and um, you know I think by the end of the panel we got to the middle of that that ground and so uh, so you tackled it by yourself you tackled it by yourself but you guys approached it the way that you do in an ad agency which is an art and copy team and so maybe you can talk a little bit about how that changed working with the prompts and does everybody know what we're talking about when we yap about prompts I see some nodding heads okay just a brief primer on prompts there was one no that's enough that's enough no's okay uh, prompts are you telling the intelligence what to do and how to do it. So give me a show poster for the band Holy Fuck on January 30th in no. Calgary. No. And, and, then it's, and then it bans you for 48 hours, right? Yeah, it's over, right, exactly. 
Um, so, but prompting, prompting goes beyond just the subject matter. Prompting goes right into things like style. So you can tell it to do it in the style of a 35 millimeter print. You can tell it to use an impressionist style. You can tell it to use pencil illustration. You can tell it to give it cinematic lighting. There's an endless array of things that it knows how to do for you to uh, further uh, change your artwork. And so you had to work in that environment as a pair. Right. So I think the like wildest thing about it is the very first thing you type is imagine. So you're telling a robot to imagine something, uh, which in itself is just like, oh my god, what is it going to do? And then whatever it does, it's like, I, I would not have imagined that. And I also wouldn't have been able to execute it at that level in 0.3 seconds. Like it's just, I'm so jealous of it right away. So for sure we hated it. They were like, I hate this. It's going to ruin my life. But at the same time, we couldn't shut up about it. So like we before meetings, I was like showing clients. I was like, did you look at this? Have you seen this? And of course they're like, no, why would I have seen that? Because it was so early. We were in the beta uh, phase of mid-journey. So we've only used mid-journey. And the way we approached this was to start with a concept first. So uh, we wanted to do something where all of the bands we treated as a client. So we wanted them to be reflected in it and be proud of the poster that they could see. So we wanted to use their faces in it. So we knew that right away. Uh, we answered a brief uh, that we thought we were limited to one poster. I didn't. Uh, because it would be much easier to make five posters. So uh, all of the art that was produced is going to be available online. You can grab it off a QR code behind us. Mandy's folder has about 60, and everybody else's has four. I'm sorry. So. I got we have one. But we have, like, we have like 60 shots in one shot. Like, yes. Which is like mash. Yeah, so then we uh, went to chat GPT and asked it to write us a fictional story about a battle of the bands where these five bands who were uh, Joyce Manor, Jasmine, Reason the Citizen, Mavi, Reason the Citizen, yeah. Oh, that's fine. And Ron. Oh, Ron Gallo. Yeah. yeah. So we didn't have any swear words. No Very swear easy words, for right. us. Uh, and it wrote us many different stories. One where they spoke in a dog language about uh, how the Battle of the Bands went. And what is usually, a dog language? Uh, like, well, you know, I asked for a dog language, but instead it was like, well, I can have it starring a dog, but not. So it made all the bands into dogs, <laughs> yeah. which is nice. And they would always, two of them would always fall in love in somehow. And then... Uh, they would, there would be a winner. Uh, so we had a shared PowerPoint where we had all these stories, the fictional battle of the bands that were going to save the world from AI taking over their jobs as musicians. So we did that for too long. Uh, and then we decided we would do the seven layers of hell of the Botticelli paintings because we thought, oh, how great it is to use technology using an art piece that was way before any technology would have existed. So, and then we felt less bad about ripping off other artists because he's dead, so it well, didn't matter. Let's pause on that for a sec, because I think sure. this, this is a topic that comes up all the time. Is it, is it ripping off other artists, or is it derivative? And so you were an illustrator, so you spend a lot of time with the works of other people trying to develop your style. So maybe we can start with you to, to talk about this, Daryl. Sorry, Mark. I'm actually fine, not fine. sorry. I'll have my time. Yeah. I've had my time, don't worry I'll about it. I'll have your time to shine. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know. I think, like, AI in general kind of straddles this really weird gray area because there's been, you know, a lot of evidence of works that do very directly, like, rip off other people's works. Um, and I think it's... 
I don't know. It's it's really weird, and I've spent a lot of time thinking about it because I think that these tools are really interesting and really useful for like artists and stuff. Um, but I also think that there's a certain barrier to entry with a lot of these tools where they're expensive or um, you have to sign up for them and you know you have to give away a lot of information in order to use them. Um, so, and I think like you know the tools, these tools would be most useful for artists and, you know, those people might not be able to use them and then the people who can use them usually can't af afford them and then won't use uh, illustrators. So I think there's a weird, like, moral gray area there where, like, you know, it's very obviously, like, derivative of other people's styles and when humans derive from other people's styles, there's still a certain, like personal quality that comes through it that isn't the same as like when a machine is or an artificial intelligence is directly taking that style and making something new with it um so i don't know it's 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 interesting and i think um it's i don't know yeah it's just it feels very gray because i think like yeah there's a lot of really cool stuff that can come out of it but it's right. weird so this is the spectrum we've seen online for it is on one side you have people that believe it is a tool and on the other side you have people that believe it's a terror right and so you think it's closer to tools currently uh i think it just depends on which side of the fence that you're on i think yeah. it's both simultaneously schrodinger's tool uh <laughs> yeah <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, I think it's just, it's kind of a bit of both, right? Like, it is kind of a terror. Like, my mom lost her job because of AI already. And, like, this is all still pretty new. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Do you, are you willing to talk about more about that? Yeah. Yeah. She was a medical transcriptionist at the University of Calgary, and her department all got canned because uh, computers can um, listen to the dictations and they can transcribe it. Uh, which is pretty scary. I mean, there's a certain human touch that I think, like, could be missing there because, like, a lot of times, like, she spent a few months basically training this computer to be able to do it, and it makes a lot of mistakes. Sorry, this is, like... mess it up. Yeah, and, like... Yeah, and, like... Um, so it's really interesting. So, like, we're seeing those kinds of things happening already, and we don't even know that they're happening behind the scenes, so it is kind of scary, and it is kind of a terror... Um, but in a way, it's also a tool because it's like, okay, well, if we're not doing these jobs, what other jobs can we do, be doing? So I think there's going to be some growing pains there, right? Like there's right. just, it's, it's not going to be easy for everyone and it's going to be a terror for a lot of people. But I think in the long run, we're going to have to make our peace with AI because it seems to be growing and going very strongly. So. And it's interesting to people. It is. Mark, where, where do you stand on this? Um, uh, hi. Hi, everybody. Um, the, uh, <laughs> I think, I mean, you need evolution to progr like for progress. I mean, we need to move forward. We need to change up. And I think we, we always talked about the idea, like, is this taking everybody's jobs? And what's the, what's the thing? Who has the feel? I took your mom's. I know. Sorry. No, Tell her. No, it's bad. Um, uh, but when, like, a photographer comes around, or like when there was a portrait painter, back in the day and they charged like 10 grand to get your painting done to put over your mm -hmm. fireplace. When cameras came out, they're like, fuck the camera. This is terrible, it's ruining sure. my life, it's gonna steal my job, it's gonna do this stuff. Or you're gonna adapt. And you're gonna adapt and you're gonna get progress out of that. And I think that's the same with even film photographers. I just probably some in the room even that have done, done work when the digital camera came along, they're like, that's fucked. Right. Totally gonna steal my job. This is no yeah. good. It's just gonna be. It's gonna sure. wreck the art. And you're like, it's not. You have to program. You have to think about it. Right. And then change it and use it to adapt. Like I think we all have to look at it and go, is there a way we can use it? Like we look at it and we're like, is there a way that we can answer a question with it? 
Um, can we, yeah, take, a, take it as a head start. Right. There's no more, we, we talked about before is that, I say that all the time, uh, there's no more blank page. Like, I don't have to start at zero anymore. It's oh, now that's like, interesting. Now it's like, I don't know, do I paint a child or a bird? I'm like, I don't know, paint a child and a bird. Yeah. And both. then it comes up and you're like, oh, that's cool. Right. What if you did this? And you just start moving the prompt and sliding sure. it around. And then, so that blank page is gone. Same with ChatGPT. You're like, I'm thinking of doing this. Yeah. And it's like this. And you're like, that's right. Technology is good for that. It changes yeah. a lot of ors into ands. Yeah. Yeah, and yeah. there's not, and there's not that. There's the idea that it's not perfect, and there's there's a lack of humanity in it. But mm -hmm. that's why we're here. So, so we edit, we we change, and we add ethics and 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 uh, humanity back into it. So you touched on something there um, about you know being comfortable with new stuff and trying new stuff. And so Mandy, you pick up new tools and make art with them as soon as they're available. You're one of the first people we ever saw using an iPad to make art. You recently were doing AR art. You had a show in. New York or something? Is that I right? Did. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. Showcase right. AR. I, but I come from the creative end and not the tech intelligence. So my stuff is very still childlike and and um, innocent. And I like I if I open Cinema 4D or Blender or whatever, I'm like I'm gonna I'm gonna go for a run, which I don't run. So like, <laughs> it's like a terrifying thing. So with tech, for me, I just, I love it as a playmate, kind mm -hmm. of. So I'm alone all the time. I'm in the studio all the time. I love these things that are coming out. And it's like, oh, I'm, I'm not alone right, <laughs> right now. Yeah. I have a computer friend. Right, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and what, what do you want to say? So one of the things that was interesting about the pieces that came out, and so everybody just take a second, just look at the stuff that's hanging on the walls around. They're, every piece is wildly different than the other. Like, so even though we're talking about two tools, so Midjourney and Dali, we're, we still have a huge variety in what came out. But one thing that was interesting in your case in particular, Mandy, is that your output looks like your art. And so there was a question we all had earlier today, which was, like, does, does, does it just know what Mandy's style is because you've made so much? Or... And so you didn't tell it, do it in my style. No, I didn't okay. even think about it until tonight, which I'm like, obviously tonight, I'm going to go home and be like, and make it like Mandy's style. <laughs> and see what happens. No, I get like, it's uh, it's like talking in my head. So this is in the podcast. But anytime I Google anything, my husband is like, that's not how it works. <laughs> and I'm like, but I'm just asking it an emotional question and telling it how I'm feeling. And like, <laughs> I just go way too long. So I do the same thing with the prompts. And I'm like, it's, it's, it's as if you were feeling really good, you had a great date, and you're feeling lovely, and you're maybe on a walk, but maybe in a car. I don't know. Yeah. But then you get an emotional trauma, whatever. Like, I just go through a journey, and then I'm like, cutouts, scissors, paper ink <laughs> and, then, right. and then see what happens but I only added like the materials because of all my friends that are actually using Blender and Cinema 4D and they're like uh. watching their technical prompts because I'm like oh this is an emotional prompt it's a technical prompt That's but that took me a while emotional prompts versus technical prompts are yeah. very interesting yeah so again we, we talked about the prompt craft, right? And being yeah. able to say, use cinematic lighting, do 35 Yeah, which is not right. where I'm at. Yeah. I'm like, I'm alone in my studio. I'm yeah. pretty, pretty sad yeah. today. And, and yet, the <laughs> other, like... but, but the machine creates art that looks like the stuff that you would have created without it. Totally. That's, that's yeah. the crazy thing. Yeah, which is crazy. So for yeah. some of the, well, I love the, the holy fuck 
and the Sergeant Pepper. It was mainly just like yeah. all of these feelings and then as if I made them with paper mache. Right. <laughs> or whatever. And yeah. it was like, oh, okay, I got that. <laughs> like, oh, paper mache. You lost me until paper mache. Yeah. yeah, that's yeah. right. So, Regan, do you feel like your style came out through the prompting? Like, yeah. do, do you feel like it looked like something you would have produced without help? You know, we sold out so long ago from our finer <laughs> background yeah. that uh, we are unable to put a visual stamp of style on our work at all times. You know, like, it's not something that we have the luxury of doing. <laughs> God, you're and as so... honest as a machine. This is unbelievable. <laughs> so I think, like, we have to always be, like... <sighs> What do you want my name to be? Like, it's kind of like that sometimes. Uh, because, you know, yeah. And so, uh, for us, it didn't... It, it doesn't look like stuff that we've made before. Right. No. It doesn't. But I think it, it feels, and it when we talk about it, it it's all feels cohesive as a part of us. Mm -hmm. Like, we called it uh, a restock at the pawn shop. You know, so, like... We did try to do a backstory of yeah. these kind of like AI. So you, you spend your whole life as a musician trying to become one with your instrument. And then once you do, uh, you've reached this level where you have this like mastery of a craft. And now AI has come in and they can sound like you and they can speak like you and they can write songs like you and they do, uh, they have a bigger vocabulary than you to write the songs. And so our whole thing was kind of uh, now that they've become one with their music, they're waiting. They're up for grabs. You know, like maybe right. they're just not as useful, or people aren't using them as much. So, I always felt like uh, we we're always heading towards the doom of AI uh, in all of our concepts. Like the tool was overtaking your thought process. Yeah. Well, one of the things. But yeah, one of the things that I think we wanted to get across when we looked at it, we looked at it as a creative brief for sure. And how do we answer this from a, uh, a commercial standpoint? And we looked at the music industry and the advertising design uh, industry that we are a part of. And we look at it as a, there's this parallel of like almost getting like if if we're all worried about AI taking over our jobs, and it's this thing, is it maybe the same idea with the music industry that the AI is taking over their jobs and taking over the job of I can write my own music. I don't need you musicians. So they're getting stocked out at the pawn shop, just like us getting tossed in the side. We think something like Big Winter Classic has resurged. Maybe a live event is something that uh, can't be um, uh, duplicated. Right. Wait, it's, it's different. The optimist. I forget. I forget that it turns. It's good. It's positive. It's positive in the end. It's good. It's good. But it's this whole thing of like it's it's like how do we change it and adapt and make find the way through the light? Right. I don't know. So I have one last question about your process, and I'm sorry I'm, I'm hammering on the two of you because Go. Your, your industry is familiar, but so you've worked together for a very long time. How often do you have to work together in the same tool? Before now. Well, Photoshop Leo. I'm a hog. I always am like, hey, can I just do this if it's okay with you? Can I just control the mouse and you control the keyboard? Like, it's, I always want to do it. And so, um, yeah, so for this one, because it ended up being a collage of many things, we were both, um, we, yeah, we prompted so that we could get that artist in, like, incorporated with the machine or whatever we're trying to make, and then um, we would share those files between us. So this one was a bit more of like the burden of the actual clicking, which uh, is kind of the last five percent of the terrible percent of work of any job where you're. <laughs> 
you can see the finish line, but it's just not there. And so uh, this one was a lot of kind of production work for us, whereas right. uh, the upfront fun stuff was kind of stolen from us because right. Midjourney yeah, did yeah. it all. So it's like, sure, we had a concept, wow. but then we ended up working for it so that we could make it look good. Oh, shit. <laughs> so it's your boss now. Yeah. Sorry about that. Yeah, yeah, it is. Way to go, Paul. Yeah. You're listening to CJSW 90.9 FM or CJSW.com. I think the panel had more tools, people, than we, we should have. We should have had some more terrified Well, people. I don't know. Like, like Daryl, Daryl actually is like uh, very conscientious, very uh, considerate mm-hmm. of, uh, you know, she is on the commercial side. She actually is an employee with Sajak. She's on our team. And uh, so she develops commercial material as, a, as her job, but she used these tools as an artist, which is really cool. Like she was the, she was the one person that used the tool to generate an image that she would then draw herself, like paint a picture of the image that the, the AI tools generated for her. So she used the tool as uh, uh, sort of a way to like inspire her. So I guess if we go back even to the, to the mission, the brief that these artists were given, they were given five band names from the lineup at Big Winter Classic to use as their prompts. They had to use them as the prompts uh, to generate artwork. And now from there, they could make whatever they wanted. So I think that's another interesting element of this whole thing is the di- the diversity of artwork that was generated or created by these artists um, was just mind boggling. Uh, I think if you kind of like already can go around and start to see an image on the internet of what AI art looks like. It's like, oh yeah, that looks like it's been generated by AI art. Mm-hmm. Like, I, that, that looks familiar. There's a f- familiarity to it. And yet, the eight artists that we had produced pieces for the art show all created like the most unique <laughs> dynamic pieces of art using the same tools. It was like really interesting to see. Yeah. But Daryl herself, uh, she was the one that was like, I think it's more like a terror. <laughs> I right. Think this well, one, well, this, Daryl something had, doesn't feel right about yeah, this technology. Daryl had personal experience to be yeah. terrified by. Like right. Her, her right. mom lost her job to automation empowered right. by, by the same yeah, AI. Exactly. Yeah. She's a, a translator, right? And so, yeah. um, you know, the, the, the bastion of translators, as I understand it for years now, has been that machines aren't good at distinguishing two people in a conversation and creating a transcript from it. But like a few years ago, Amazon Transcribe allowed you to have up to three participants right. transcribe with pretty great accuracy, which, you know, for somebody like Daryl's mom, that, totally. like, that's the end of their role. So, but, well, that's it. That's but that, that was the like... thing that's, that's scary. And, and it's hard to, when you're in the moment watching those tools become powerful, it's hard to not look at them and go, oh, oh. And yeah, but the truth is, is that there are more graphic designers today than there was before Photoshop. And, sure. and Photoshop scared the crap out of people in the same way, yeah. right? And I, I, I was glad that we, we got to that in, in the panel, that we got to talk about some of that and that Daryl was willing to tell us, like, I saw firsthand what happens at the end, Yeah, you know? Uh, Daryl, what was, what was your experience like were you, when you were using it? Did you feel like your, your style was coming out in it? Um, well, I feel like my process was different just because I ended up illustrating it myself. Um, mm-hmm. So, and um, I explored like a lot of different ones just to see what it would give me and what like the different styles would look like and what all of the things, like what I could get. Um, like a lot of the panel, I ended up using Midjourney. Um, 
And I was a, a little bit familiar with it before, so I knew what to expect from it. So I don't right. know if it was necessarily my style coming through. However, I knew what I was going to get from it. Oh, interesting. So, so I had certain expectations of what kind of imagery was going to come out of it at the end. So in that way, like, yes, I guess my prompt style came through because I feel like I have a very particular style of prompting when I'm <laughs> using AI. Um, and I feel like... I think that came through a little bit as far as like what I got because I kind of expected a lot of those things. So interesting, yeah. So um, last question about um, seeing your style in in the machine. Um, when you were working with it, were you talking about media? Like, were you saying use pencils? Use like, were you giving it those types of technical prompts? Um, with some of the other ones that I've done, I did do that. I think with this one, I didn't do that as much. Actually, I kind of uh, just like I put all of the band names together just schmushed and just like one <laughs> run-on sentence of every single band. That's how you could have got holy fuck in there. Uh, no, you can't, you can't. Oh, you tried that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, yeah. Because like, I guess, spoiler, I did the, the posters for like the other like Big Winter Classic posters just for the show in general. Yeah, all of the other ones. Um so doing that, like, I had to navigate around a lot of those things. So instead of, like, because Fart Barf was one of the names, like, you had to do, like, and you can't put Fart or Barf. So I think I put Gas Bile. My God. And Tripe. Tripe was a good one, because Tripe is a food, but it's technically guts. So if you want something oh, yeah, to look that look gross, put Tripe yeah. in there, because it's going to... Right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Huh. So, I don't know, yeah. Okay. Like, yeah, sometimes it just sometimes it ignores. Like you can put in a ton of prompts. Hello, hi, hi. Um, you can put in a ton of prompts, but sometimes it ignores them. It's just like nah. Like we started with the band names too, and then it was just like it would delete three of them, and two of them you could see it in it sort of, but you're like, oof, how do we do this? So then we attacked from a different angle of like solve one band, right. solve one band, and then how do we? What's the story we're telling? How do we put it together and make a bigger image out of it? Huh. So, but it it, it ignores things. For sure. Just yeah. straight up doesn't straight listen. Up. Yeah, just, yeah. So I mean, like, you can go in and be like, like junior, I want junior team yeah. members. <laughs> like, you know, yeah, you've got a band called Reason yeah. the Citizen, yeah. but it doesn't know what Reason the Citizen yeah. is. Right. But we had, um, Ron we had Ron Gallo, yeah, and it knew huh. what Ron, who Ron Gallo was. Right. So it would dig the internet and find Ron Gallo and throw him into our pieces, but we're like, Reason the Citizen, but it doesn't know who he is. Right. So wow. we have to feed the, feed the beast. Right. So we, we uploaded photos. We uploaded photos of everyone's face, so we'd find the band, and then we'd isolate their faces, upload it, and say, use this photo, uh, and merge it with an instrument. Oh, yeah. okay. But we also had stuff like, we had, because we were working on a few things and like playing around, so I think we had like a row of uh, tuna cans in like 50 of the prompts that we didn't notice. Like, <laughs> so yeah. like there's things that we'll definitely overlook. There's Sometimes we had vintage futuristic, and yeah. it would just be like, I don't know, you deal with it. It like, does some consistently weird stuff. I was yeah. talking to somebody that's out in the audience earlier that said whenever he works with AI, he spends his whole time removing eyes and fingers after. Oh, they yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. It's terrible at hands. Yeah, it's terrible at like hands. Which is, like, so hard to draw. Right. Tight. And that, tight. That's fascinating. Yeah, so it's, like, the right. two things yeah, that we're worst at, it's also bad at. The, so I want to come back to type because uh, one, of the, one of the artists that worked on this was right behind Mandy there, the wine lips one. So the type was added afterwards. And so the typography is beautiful and it's not nonsensical. Yeah, no, it had to have been 
Kaplan, or else right. it would have been like Wingle Kaplaps. Yeah. Like you were telling it the names of the band. You're like literally giving it the spelling of the yeah. band names, telling it the band names, and still it says Savi Gare. No, no, you you just like, can't. That just was nonsense. savage. So that ended right. up being because that's not allowed. Right. So I ended up being like save the ages. Right, okay, And, like, just right. trying to be like, okay, what if it was a 1970s band tour yeah. poster, successful band, not right. like the Beatles. My expectation like from Beatles. this panel was that at the end of it, I'd feel more like it was tools. But listening to you guys talk... No, but it is. It's about, so fun. It's yeah. really so fun. <laughs> listening to you guys talk about it... It is emotional. It, it's, it's frustrating. It sounds like it is frustrating. And that... It's... Like, no, but it's just... Well, I don't think it's frustrating. I think you're just oh. like... Oh wow, that's what you think, and then and then you go into like an emotional moment where you're like, oh my god, so what I'm making is this like what I make and put out in the world, is that what the general public is like? Oh wow, that's what you made, <laughs> and you're like, oh my god, is this this is a mirror? <laughs> but it's wow. so I think it's so cool. Like I obviously know the arguments of the negative side of it and all of the daylights come back to crypto and bitcoin and sure. no there's no regulation yet and once there is regulation there'll be less invasive privacy shit that's not there that won't be there for a long time but in like this case i like that you I checked think... for bitcoin people behind you there we're fine uh, but uh, like i think it's i think it's really fun especially the artists that are really upset with it, I think it's really fun to play mm -hmm. with the prompts and, like, really dive in, whether it's material or or just emotions or sure. whatever, because that's training it. Like, we're, it's, we're in, this, in this gray area of regulation. We need to be mm -hmm. prompting it to get different ideas and different skill sets do so we can use it as a tool in the future. Do you think that... Is because it's not going back in the box? Do you think it? Oh, can it's be not put going away? back it's in the box at all. Everybody no. agrees on that. No, right? not at all. Yeah. Okay. Right. And I've used, like, I've used, I've published, <laughs> I've published images from AI right. in books because I was like, I can't, I just can't do that level of detail. <laughs> so, well, fair enough. I yeah. don't have the time for this shit. This is it, which I think is amazing because yeah. it's like it's still coming from you. Yes. And yeah. so, I don't know. I think it's, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's fun, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I can get something done. Or like... So, uh, let's talk a little bit about this. Uh, all four of you to, to get a stab at this question, starting with you, Mandy. Uh, was, there, was there something about how you work that was made easier by the tool? Uh, yeah, I think so. Like, again, it's like, it's as if I have a playmate in the studio. Yeah. So if I put in how I'm feeling and I'm frustrated with the paint and the knife and the, what, well, like, whatever I'm doing in the studio, and then I'm like, this is how I feel, and it shows me a similar, different idea, but same idea, I can mm -hmm. be like, oh, that was, that was a really good idea. Right. <laughs> Thank yeah. you. Thank you, teammate. <laughs> and then try it. And you can't emulate it or, or you know, do the same thing. But sure. it's, it allows you to ignite in a different way, I think. Right. Yeah, yeah that's interesting. Uh, yeah, we were actually talking about this earlier. So everyone knows you cannot make art in a vacuum. You need art. Artists need art. So, uh, and it was always artists need a community. But then... Now we don't. Like, an artist can be an island, 
and it's fine. Like, I need help. I'll ask a computer. <laughs> oh, poor, poor lonely Mandy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I have you now. <laughs> uh, so now it, it almost like is making us overly independent. Like we're talking about uh, now if you're an editor, you usually rely on a whole string of people and process from concept to footage and then, you know, color correcting. Like all of these people now are a computer. And so if you have the idea or even just a problem that you could solve in a very easy way that chat GPT could probably tell you a list of 20 different ways yeah. you could solve this problem. You're now just an independent person with all of the tools, and there's zero feedback from other humans, and the validation that you give the computer is the same as yours. Like, it just feels like it just is isolating us so much. Right. Hmm. It's weird. I don't know. <laughs> okay, the question is... Yes. Uh, what part of your job was made easier by the tool? Oh, I think it's, yeah, it's brainstorming. Because we tried yeah. to use it for, like, um, storyboards. Mm -hmm. But, like, storyboards, you, like, you ask a question, you ask a question, you get a thing, and you're like, now i got to delete those fingers, those extra ones, and the fucking monster that it shows right. up. And, like, yeah. put it, and you're like, why? Yeah. Why? It's fucked. Anyway, um, that was one part of it. Uh, what makes it easier? I don't know. I, watched, I actually watched something this morning because, you know, I was prepping a little bit. And uh, there was a guy who was talking about he's, he's got a client who shows up, uh, a bank, and they want a small content video, a little one minute, whatever. And he's like, what do you want to talk about it on? So he goes, Chad DPT, writes a script, one minute script on X with a VO. Sure. Then he dumps the VO into uh, video um, uh, AI and says, create me B-roll around banks following this VO and script. Sure. And then takes the script and dumps it out and gets Morgan Freeman to read it as a AI, and then puts them together, and he's created a complete one-minute content video in his living room, yeah. like in his desk. And you're like, holy shit. Is it yeah. perfect? No. Is there problems with it? Absolutely. Sure. But, but that's he's, what he's done something. For. So yeah. can he make yeah. it better? Can he take that as a tool to create the next step? That's the possibilities. Right. I don't know. What? Like, how is that going to evolve? Like, so if we just keep saying, like, the same things, I mean, you keep taking the same ideas, and the B-roll is all the stuff that has been validated by people before who say, yes, this is what I want. Yeah. When does the next style come in? Because we keep validating the previous style because we're all in that well, zeitgeist of style. Area. That's why we, like, I what? really think, I really think, yeah, I think it's our job. Well, that's why you can't be an island. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I really think it's our job in this gray area to really fucking push the limits of any of its understanding. Like, there's no way that it understands any of certain people's emotional <laughs> capacity or lack of capacity. And I think it's really like, even just as a five minute exercise before every day you start work, just put in the fucking craziest thing you can think of and expand. Gonna, but it's only gonna show you things someone else has said, yes, this is correct. It's only No, but that's where you can be like, no, variation, fuck you, no. But you're not going to, because you're going to be like, yeah, great. No, like I don't know. I don't think so. I think you got to, like I think we have to stretch the tool right now. I don't think people want to stretch someone. Oh, this well, is an interesting thing. I do. I think you do. So you but think, think, like, you think yeah. us as consumers of the tool need to have a hand in how it is in the future. Well, yeah, because it's like... And you think people don't like want to have a hand in it. If you have a fish tank and you're cleaning the, the way too much food that you fed your fish, 
it's skimming the internet for images, right. for data, whatever, right? Mm -hmm. So if you can be that surprise inject and have be like, did you think about this? Right. <laughs> and yes. it'd be like, no, I didn't. What is that? I think the more of us that can do that in this gray area before it becomes super regulated and mm -hmm. become a tool for every fucking company out there. Sure. I think we need to keep surprising it. So it can be like right. this blob that just keeps getting other fingers, right? right. Yeah. Like I think totally. I think there are, will be people who are trendsetters and they're pushing the program. And then we're, when we're talking about in advertising, the clients who, um, not clients, the people or businesses, like let's say I have a lawn care business, I don't make a ton of money, I need a logo and I need a social post and I want an identity. I'm not gonna hire two professional advertisers because I'm cool with my like nephew who does it. You can't, very cheap. Um, yeah, yeah, we work for yogurt coupons. And so uh, I think the people who are uh, willing to take the work of their nephew are the people who are going to enjoy the generic mediocrity of the pre-validated images and design yeah. sure. that is already out there. And then the people who are the trendsetters who would be leading the industries, I guess it would be up to them to be not validating when they get the image that feels so familiar and polished and finished. Right. Like, but as I want what's good. And so when I see a good image and I'm like, this is great and I'm gonna get a ton of likes and it looks awesome and it's better than what I could draw, I'm gonna validate it. Right. And so if it's a conscious push forward to change the, uh, what, how we tell the whatever it is, what is it, an algorithm? I don't know. Sure. Some computers. Sure. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Sounds smart. Yeah. Uh, yeah, like if we keep telling it that the sky is green, then the sky will eventually maybe be green for some, but I think the vast majority is always going to click on the blue sky. Mm -hmm. So I don't know how to win. I, I don't know how it will change, and I don't know how styles and like the next art movement is going to emerge when we're all validating what is already existing. Right. Yeah. Okay, so we have uh, kind of a split panel. Like some people afraid, some people excited about it. Uh, everybody thinks it's very interesting. Everybody agrees that it was very fun to dick around with. Okay, let's uh, find out what the audience wants to know from us all now. So, um, oh, sorry. Oh, I'm Daryl, I'm so sorry. Yes. What got easier? Uh, I was like, this went like in a very interesting direction, so I was very okay with not answering that question, but um, I don't know. Uh, anyone from art school probably knows that I was really bad at colors, so, you know. Really? Picking colors was a lot easier, uh, and compositions it was kind of nice because I didn't have to think about how I was like composing it. Even though I photo bashed things together anyway, so I did compose it. But like, I don't know, it's that part uh, I think was easier. I didn't have to think as hard <laughs> about that. I had to think hard about all these other things, but right. you know, something higher value, yeah. right? Yes. Yeah. Okay, so thank you, uh, all of you, for coming out. Uh, thanks to our four wonderful panelists. Let's have a big round of applause for them. Okay. Thanks to the volunteers that are here tonight, making sure that we were comfortable, setting everything up. It was a great sound system and a great venue. And we appreciate all of you. Have a great night. Thanks so much. You're listening to CJSW 90.9 FM or CJSW.com. 
No, it's, it's true. But I guess that's a really interesting perspective overall is just kind of like, you know, I think that a lot of people change their opinions on multiple different subjects based off of their experience with it. Like, mm -hmm. I can sing all day long about uh, uh, how bad crime is, uh, you know, from my outsider's perspective, but when my house is broken into, it, it feels real. Yeah. It's, it's like, no, no, yeah. crime is the worst. Like, we have to fix this problem. Right, totally. I was a bystander before. These artists are starting to use the tools and starting to see, like, oh, wait, like, mm -hmm. th this is where the line is drawn. Like, I can now see this technology emerge to the point where maybe I don't become obsolete, but I have to change my practice. And that was essentially right. the point of the entire AI art show and panel and yeah. getting artists involved. Particularly with Mandy's work, because like Mandy, Mandy got something out of that tool that none of the other artists got, which is their own style delivered by the machine. And like it was even beforehand, you and I were out for lunch and we were looking at Mandy's work and we're like, is Mandy famous enough that AI knows her style? Or is it that, that, yeah. that Mandy... I talked to her about it too, I had to ask. Right, yeah. <laughs> and and the truth is, is that no, Mandy, it turns out, is not famous enough for AI to know her style. Yeah. But Mandy is... Or like, maybe she is, but she, yeah, the thing maybe. is she didn't test it. She's like, I'm going to go home and try this. Right. <laughs> She's like, she is so used to expressing herself creatively because of what she's been doing for years, which if you don't know Mandy Stobo's work, she will pick up the newest tech and try to make art with it as soon as it's available. That's her shtick. It's not even a shtick. It's just her as a person. And the fact that she picked up that tool and like worked with it and it came out looking like Mandy Stobo pieces, I think solidified my opinion that, that those things are just tools. They're not evil. They well, are an extension it, of us. Right? They make like, our creativity was, faster and better. She was able to get the tool to generate her style of art. Right. Which, and it was unique to, to uh, her approach with prompting and her approach with right. Uh, curating. Not, right, not through mimicry. No. It is not mimicking Mandy's style. It is no, expressing she Mandy. She used like, yeah. I, I wanted like uh, paper cutouts and hand drawn right. things. And like, you know, so she was able to get that style. Yeah. So just to piggyback off that a touch, the eight panelists that we had involved in the, or the eight artists that we had involved in the show, they couldn't all be on the panel. We did actually have a, a intentional mix of people from the artists, the commercial artists, yeah. to just people in general. So we wanted to get it in the hands of people who maybe didn't know anything about art or tools like this and just see what they thought. So Willis Hoff, actually from Hawk Design, um, a developer, he doesn't get his hands on the creative tools a lot and uh, he got to play around with these and just it opened his mind to the creative process in a way that he'd never thought about it before. Oh, interesting. It was really fascinating to listen to him talk. I wish he could have been on the panel too. Um, uh, there was a, our friend Josh out of uh, Vancouver Island. He's a developer <laughs> and his girlfriend who also did some pieces is an artist. So having them both individually do pieces was really interesting because you know sorry josh if i if this ever makes it to cjsw's podcast but he told me that he was super <laughs> self-conscious about his pieces because his girlfriends were so nice karina's were so good and he's like i don't know man i don't know if i could do it I'm just like go for it and lo and behold he was able to build something that was super nice so uh i think the tools also like bring access they they expose yeah. people who maybe would be um, you know, like I can't draw, so I don't, but 
that's this these kind of tools open it up to be like oh i don't know how to do that but oh if you can prompt a tool to to help you get to a point where you feel comfortable yeah. being a creative person or having a creative insight into something and it gives you that confidence like it's really kind of a liberating tool yeah. at the same time it's, so it's hard cool. to it's hard to shit on something that makes makes it easier for people to express themselves creatively yeah that's yeah. that's it that's what I absolutely no it's uh it, it it brings more people into the tools now what's the byproduct of that i'm not sure there's an exact opposite that's <laughs> well, really bad that yeah. i don't even want to talk about right yeah <laughs> yeah there there are some jobs that are going to be doomed because of this tech there's no question sure. yeah like yeah. i think we talked about it in the panel storyboard artists should be on notice right now hey, it's been a long time since i've gone into someone's car and found a paper map right <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. Thanks for listening and tuning in to CGSW Presents Recordings from Big Winter Classics AI Art Panel. This standalone podcast was recorded and produced by myself, Kamal Karimi. A special thanks to Paul Bizet and Scott King for the invite to record and broadcast the panel and for stopping by the station after the recording to add some more context as well as a massive thank you to all of the panelists for their opinions and perspectives on AI art and issues surrounding it. To listen back to this podcast and other CGSW originals, click on the podcast tab on cgsw.com or find the podcast on the CGSW app. The entire recording featured some great questions from the audience and responses from the panelists, which unfortunately did not fit in this hour-long episode. But if you are interested in hearing the audience questions, you'll be able to find a bonus recording on the podcast CGSW page that helps with expanding the conversation further.